There we go. And Anchor is now aboard. Uh, we also we do stream live on YouTube on From the Bleachers uh, Sports Show, the YouTube channel. And you could also find it in audio form, uh, Anchor, YouTube, uh, Anchor, uh, uh, Spreaker, iTunes, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Yeah, this is like a, a long form video audio podcast dedicated uh, to everything and everything professional wrestling. And we're on the um, on the verge here of Elimination Chamber. And why not with Elimination Chamber on the uh, on the verge here of Elimination Chamber? Um Let's look, um, let's start where I guess, um, where all eyes will be pointing on, and that's the Elimination Chamber. Uh, let's look at the uh, final card. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, as far as the Elimination Chamber, go into some, uh, predictions for you, and then talk about other things, um, you know, other wrestling news so let's begin as i'm pulling up the official card here let's see let's talk about i'm being unprepared right <laughs> um let's see google it just google it final elimination chamber pay-per-view card not even pay-per-view, but more like um, WWE Network. So when? Sunday, February 21st at 7 p.m. That is the kickoff show. Starts at 6. A couple minutes away from the actual kickoff show here. So here's the Elimination Card 2021. The Elimination Chamber WWE Championship Elimination Chamber Match. Drew McIntyre versus Seamus versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston versus Jeff Hardy. I think this is uh, shaping up um, uh, where Drew McIntyre will win. Um, I, I don't see it. Uh, Randy Orton, he just had the belt. Um, AJ Styles had the belt a few times. Kofi Kingston, the kind of just kind of recently, <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do. Now, a couple weeks ago, they they announced him that they're going to put him through the gauntlet, only to have him lose. Like they made a whole big skeptical of uh, him going into the gauntlet, only to lose. Um, I mean, uh, were they trying to kind of recreate the magic that Kofi Kingston had prior to uh, him losing the championship to uh, Brock Lesnar about five seconds flat. Uh, if so, what was the point of making all this big rah-rah commotion gauntlet just to have him lose? Um, Jeff Hardy, I don't see that either. I, I see a Drew McIntyre. Uh, going into WrestleMania, who will he face um, going into WrestleMania? Who's going to be his challenger? 
you know, um, I see Edge going after Roman Reigns, um, and we'll get into that later. Uh, that leaves who for uh, Sheamus, uh, for uh, Drew McIntyre, come WrestleMania. I, I could see it being, um, honestly, Brock Lesnar. You know, if you watch, uh, like, Talking Smack and Talking Raw, that's when, for whatever reason, that's probably where, where you see some of the best, if not best, problems right now from the WWEs on Talking Smack or Talking Raw. Where, you know, you had Sheamus cut this amazing promo, pretty much almost like breaking the fourth wall or fourth wall where he goes, you know, I, I know the people in the back don't think that I'm a, I'm a draw that it, it, it's a WrestleMania match. Well, you know, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. I'm going to go into WrestleMania uh, as the champion, blah, 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 blah. But he did mention that, which, you know, uh, unfortunately for, for Sheamus, I think he's right. I, I think that it won't be Sheamus versus Drew somehow at WrestleMania. And I don't think that it will be Sheamus coming out of the Elimination Chamber. Which is, uh, you know, and, and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre have a unique story to tell. Uh, they just kind of have started this story at a, a, a weird time, I think. Um, and I don't think it, it's... I don't think that I don't think that would be a strong enough card. I don't think WWE sees that as a strong enough card, unless you know you have a three-way where you have McIntyre, Sheamus, and Brock Lesnar as a three-way. Then maybe I could see that happening, um, that match. Um, so I, you know. Uh, I, I think it will be, you know, for all intents and purposes right now, and now we're, we're not doing WrestleMania predictions and a lot of things have to uh, shape up still. Uh, but I think it will be Drew McIntyre um, victorious in the um, WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. For the Universal Championship number one contender Elimination Chamber match, you have Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso versus Cesaro. Versus Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn versus King Corbin. Uh, winner uh, will take on Roman Reigns. So, for this chamber, um, hmm, very interesting. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, I think what will happen. I think you will see. Um, I think you will see um, Cesaro winning this. Cesaro will win this. Um, I, I could see them really trying to um, get behind Cesaro now, kind of rewarding him. As, you, as you've been seeing, Cesaro kind of has been highlighted more. Um, you know, the guy, they're giving him more of a kind of main event matches. Um, you have, you know, Cesaro uh, versus, you know, Cesaro teaming up with Daniel Bryan now, kind of be, being on the uh, main event uh, last couple of weeks. So I could see that. Uh, I could see Cesaro winning, trying to give him that baby, um, 
that baby face push. And again, Talking Smack Cesaro cut a promo that I have never heard him cut before. Kind of when uh, when the sleeves are rolled up and off the top, nothing scripted. Beautiful promo that Cesaro caught on talking, uh, caught on talking smack, and I and I think, you know, with him signing, recent new contract, that's WWE's gift to them. Really, uh, give him that push. Will he ever win a championship? Uh, too early to tell right now, as far as a heavyweight championship. Uh, but this would be the first step to kind of make him credible. So if you have Cesaro winning that, Cesaro would then go against um, uh, Roman Reigns. And that's when I see um, your, your setup for WrestleMania and Seth Rollins being uh, involved uh, with fuckery, uh, getting involved. Um, you know, Cesaro uh, getting uh, attacked by, you know, Jey Uso. Um, Jey Uso getting attacked by um, Seth Rollins at one point to kind of really push home uh, the fact of how strong Cesaro is and what a threat he should be taking. But Roman Reigns, nonetheless, uh, will walk away victorious as your champion for uh, WrestleMania. The Raw's Roman match. Uh, to be determined. You have Asuka versus TBA. Uh, I think, you know, uh, with Lacey, uh, Lacey Evans kind of there throwing a, a wrench into this, you know, re being really uh, into this storyline after being uh, legit pregnant. You're not going to have her wrestle, obviously. Uh, so we'll see who... Um, who Nasca um, <laughs> will go against, and uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's um, uh, maybe a Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, and uh, kind of re rejuvenate that rivalry that was a couple of years ago. Um, going into Mania, uh, I think, uh, and. I, I and going into Mania, it's good. Let's say Oscar versus Charlotte. I think that could be a preview over Mania match for, and I think this will be your Elimination Chamber match. Set up the feud. Uh, once uh, tag team partners now kind of have their their lines of communications crossed. Um, you know, one storyline goes kind of uh, uh, dissipates goes away, uh, but this is kind of what they're going to lead into to kind of start the new storyline. Uh, and I see Charlotte uh, versus Asuka for the Elimination Chamber. I see Asuka winning uh, this match. United States Championship, Triple Threat. Uh, they're apparently saying that Keith Lee has been uh, pulled. Uh, that the latest uh, rumor uh, that Keith Lee has been uh, pulled. So I could, you know, I, I don't know if there was any replacement. I just heard that Keith uh, Lee has been pulled. So you have Bobby Lashley versus Riddle. Um, heck, geez, even, even if, let's say, Brock Lesnar, think about this. If Brock Lesnar is not, let's just sign, say sign for WrestleMania, you could probably put um, a Bobby Lashley versus McIntyre 
um, versus a Sheamus for a WrestleMania card, which would uh, really be a nice heavyweight match there too as well. Um, so not knowing the third guy there, um, you know, uh, let, let's just say to kind of leave this, uh, possible, maybe they're going down that route, the possibility, maybe, uh, they're actually, uh, tossing it around, I believe, uh, maybe having, uh, Lashley, um, having Lashley, uh, feud, uh, for McIntyre for a championship, why would Lashley need the belt then, uh, that he currently has, um, and the United States champion, uh, Matt Riddle, uh, is a believable. He's, you know, former UFC guy. Uh, though, uh, Riddle has been choked out by Lashley. Riddle's able to do the same thing, same type of repertoire. Um, let me go with Riddle, uh, winning, um, being your new champion. Does the sanction uh happened too because of uh riddle uh winning what is going on at um what's going on at ringside keep that in mind if there's any tomfoolery uh fuckery going on uh, at ringside women's tag team championship match you have Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will win this and that's going to set up the feud, the friendship, the, the admiral, mutual respect that you have between Sasha and Bianca Belair. We'll go out the window. We see this a mile away coming. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will retain versus uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. That is uh, your Elimination Chamber's um, predictions. If you hear Alexa buzzing, that's my food being ready. <laughs> Let me uh, leave you off with a, with a commercial break here as I tend to my food and we'll be right back with um, more uh, wrestling talk here. We're going to go back old school here to 2018. What do I have here in my repertoire? An old video. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Go with me one second, guys. Actually, I know where I'll go. I will go uh, with a recent um, video that hopefully you guys did see. If you did not see, this is going back uh, old school. Looking back at when Bobby Heenan stole Matilda. <laughs> and the Islanders stole Matilda. Uh, Matilda. Hold on, here we go. Are you guys just keeping that going? Uh, Be right back. Geez. What's going on, guys? Hold on for one second. But do, you guys, do you guys remember, let me adjust this. Do you guys remember um, when. Bobby the Brain Heenan and the Islanders 
stole Matilda, the British Bulldog's Bulldog. Brilliant ankle. I always loved the fact that the that brain that brains team there kidnapped the dog. Heenan taunts the fans with the collar and and lead and leash, and at the same time plays the victim. He taunts the fans with the collar and leash. Same time blames victim. Brilliant times. Listen, he had to have been pretty much a practical joker, I think, before he even got into wrestling. He was the most, and this is kind of like a no kidding statement, but he, I think he was the most interesting guy in the WWF that didn't wrestle at all. Uh, in the quote, in the words of uh, Bobby the Brain, he knew all you ham and eggers. Um, And, uh, you know, spent his entire career trying to get the fans to hate him, but in the end, almost everyone loved him. I loved that WrestleMania f- uh, 4 when Bobby the Heenan wore a um, kind of a, a dog, a trainer outfit to protect him from Matilda. After the six-man tag. Such a great uh, angle. Pure evil by Heenan and the Islanders. And seriously though, right? Who do you know, anyone, that would ask Haku for the dog back? Haku, the great Haku. In real life. Knock the crap out. <laughs> Just destroy you. And, uh... And there, there were some angles I remember too. Like I, I don't know, WWE was like uh, recreated that angle. I think with Al Snow and uh, Big Show, um, where um, Al Snow's dog was made into a what was it, meatloaf? Or uh, and he, he, Big Show fed uh, Al Snow his uh, his dog. So they really know how to put tug at your your heartstrings. This feud uh, took a toll on the Islanders, right? Lots of public complaints regarding the dog napping of Matilda. This feud, uh, you know, should have culminated at the Royal Rumble, 88 in Hamilton. Not at Mania 4. A great tag team that deserved more. A shame that Tama left after Mania 4 for NWA and Haku would be briefly paired with High Chief uh, Afi. Um... was to have the, uh, Matilda bite him and at the end of the match uh, you know to have Matilda bite him at the end of the match uh, which is why he wore the outfit he purposely fell face down when being chased but Matilda instead of instead walked into his back <laughs> and sat there uh, were we, weren't we so worried about Matilda growing up I know I was I hope all is well. I look forward to speaking to you guys very, very soon.
All right. <laughs> One more little quick video as I'm wrapping up. Then I'll be back with you guys. Let's go. Thoughts on... Thoughts on... Way back in the day... How about Jim Ross Blast finishers being used as comment moves from a couple months ago? So, legendary commentator Jim Ross has kind of <laughs> lit a fire under today's generation of wrestlers with some blunt truth about the modern product. He's gained a lot of recent uh, attention for expressing his insights on his Grilling JR podcasts. In the latest episode, they discussed past finishers uh, being used as common moves. When asked if the DDT and Superkick should be protected, or if it was part of the evolution of the business, Ross responded with the following. That evolution of the business, quote, is bullshit. Yes, they should be protected. But the super kick is just a part of the flow of the match. Nobody wins with it. What does that say to you? Does that say, guys, back in my day, uh, were more proficient in delivering a DDT or a super kick than in this generation where things are evolving? I want some proof of that shit, he goes on to say. And this is uh, Jim Ross, obviously, comments from his podcast. I want somebody to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is at what it is today and it's making a difference. I say no. You know, I told a kid the other day at AEW that everybody does the same fucking spot. All you guys go outside, you cluster up like coils, you stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, side by side, so you could catch some leaping idiot going over the top rope who never wins with this move. They are looking for the holy shit chant. They love to hear this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trampeze act. I don't buy into that. The DDT is a great finish and should be used as such. You know, there have been two general responses to observations, to Ross's observations. There are those who are going to laugh about it. And then there are those who assume that Ross doesn't understand the product as well as they should because he is older than them. Anyone who's foolish enough to dismiss Ross's comments to me only reinforce the negative stereotypes about younger generations. 
is far more than a friendly voice you're used to hearing on TV and in video games as a kid. Ross has called and studied more matches than most wrestlers will ever watch. He is there besides the you know the crowd whenever they react uh, to each spot and promo. He also been in the backstage. Yeah, he's been in the back. He's been backstage uh, agent in one of the largest North American promotions during its peak. He has helped create some of the biggest stars in the industry. There you go. Just a little snippet. I got the gist of most of um, that video that I made, and I'm back. Dinner is saved. It's saved. The house is not burning down in the casa of from the Bleachers Sports Show. Your boy, your boy Tommy. The casa is alive and well. Got the food out of the oven, plated, separated like a good husband. And all is well. And we're back. So you have the Elimination Chamber. We're just a few, you know, about a mere, uh, little over an hour away now at this point. Uh, so those were my predictions. We were, going into uh, other news, we were privileged. Oh, and I mean privileged. Uh, by being graced. Graced? Great, great, being um, graced by the um, the presence of L.A. Drake or Eli Drake. No, wait, L.A. <laughs> Drake, L.A. Knight. We were graced by the presence of L.A. Knight, a.k.a. Eli Drake. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, NWA. And a guy like Eli Drake, being in uh, LA Knight, being in AEW, it's a good damn thing. Okay. Now, as long as he's a good promo guy. Good promo guy. Very good promo guy. Instantly, um, when you look at AEW, probably instantly the best promo guy. Maybe all of the company. Best promo guy. A guy like uh, L.A. Drake, e Eli Drake, I've been a fan of. Um, most notably... Um, in, in, you know, NWA, which I will uh, get to. guy like Eli Drake. And uh, right now, I think if you ask the talent, um, they'd rather be in NXT than uh, Raw or uh, SmackDown, honestly. Uh, because uh, it seems that... Um, NXTs, uh, for the most part, where they uh, get their, where they have their 
act together, though, you know, there are certain instances where, you know, one would, uh, where one would question if they have their act together. But for the most part, uh, they seem to do. And that's where a lot of um, talents want to be. You know, look, you have um, all these guys that have been down there forever and haven't been called up, or maybe they have been called up, they just don't want to go. So I could see a guy like um, Eli Drake um, or L.A. Knight being down there in NXT uh, for the course of the rain, remainder of his career. Um, I think I think he will be fine as long as um, you know as long as it's clear that there is only one rock and um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Eli Drake sounds or is trying to sound or kind of i'm sure there is um uh i'm sure there is you know, i'm sure eli drake has been doing this more longer than a rock i'm sure there is you know flattery they say is a um what is a form of um, no imitation is a form of flattery <laughs> I, I think okay i think la knight will be fine as long as he remembers that he is L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, and not so much, um, let's not get too carried away and think that he is the the Rock, uh, if you know what I mean, right? As far as, uh, or maybe it's just me, but you know, as far as the promo, I, I think it's a little bit too. I don't know. Uh, I I and. and it, you know, maybe it's just me. But Eli, um, Eli Drake will be fine. The only issues where I could see is somewhere on the, on the mic, maybe too, hitting too close for comfort, maybe. Is that the, is that the word? Too rock-esque? Or maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I just, uh, completely wrong on this, but, you know. Gotta gotta tread, or you gotta be be careful. Gotta gotta tread lightly, and I, I don't know. I think that's that. Maybe that's just me. But as much of uh, an Eli Drake fan, Eli Drake, or L.A. Knight fan, I am. Um, it sucks. It sucks that I see L.A. Knight, Eli Drake. In a WWE NXT ring. And not a NWA ring. Uh, which is last where I saw um, Eli Drake. Being uh, the most. Um, one of the guys that the, that, the, that the audience. That live studio audience there just clamored after. Or just were eating every single word that he said in the NWA. And Billy Corrigan, who bought, uh, who has taken that company where it was from the brinks of obscurity, or you might say it was already in obscurity, the old school, you know, the, the long-time wrestling fan never forgot about the NWA. But uh, ask any of the, the new guys, who the, the new cats following wrestling, who the NWA is. And um, 
they wouldn't know. And then, um, you know, Corgan uh, purchased the company. And then he, he came up with something which was, again, uh, brilliant. Uh, brilliant in um, NWA power. 6.05, one hour program, a nice mix, more mostly on wrestling, which is what that niche um, wanted to see, it's the older wrestling fan, they wanted to see wrestling, and they were up uh, firing on cylinders, they were, and I was watching it weekly, they finished with the first season. You know, they had established um, Nick Aldis as being this um, sneaky heel, uh, strictly business, this faction of Nick Aldis and Camille, and just they were building names. They were building stars. And then, uh, then the damn COVID-19 happened. And it sucks. It uh, affected everyone. It affected businesses. And it affected lives. Uh, it affected everyone. And, um, you know, wrestling is something where, uh, at the end of the day, it's something that um, the fans, your fans, uh, kind of look to escape, look to watch, look to, you know, get away from, all the troubles get lost for an hour. And, um, you know, um, for a while there, uh, the, the wrestling um, wasn't the greatest. Uh, it was horrible. But you appreciated uh, with companies like AEW, WWE, uh, were trying to do. They stayed on the forefront. And then as the pandemic uh, kind of continued... Um, these companies improved. Uh, they found a way. Smaller companies started running shows again. Heck, now you even see cross-promotion. Wrestling is different completely, and it's changing, and New Japan is working with... Um, with AEW, and AEW is working with Impact, and Impact, and AEW wants to work with WWE, all these wild and crazy things. I mean, hearing all these names of federations, MLW, AEW, um, New Japan, um, everything, except for NX, uh, for, except for um, NWA gone just dormant billy corgan i beg and i and in 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 you know in, in that meantime or our stars have uh gone I, I, I ricky starks colt cabana eddie kingston um eli drake james storm they're all serena heck even our champion, even our champion, 
you found out that our champion uh, lost on another program. And then weeks later, you air that match as if it's just airing for the first time. And it's just NWA needs to find a way. I mean, needs to find a way. They're not being spoke of. Everyone has forgotten of them. Billy, I beg and plead you, please save this company from falling apart. And you might say we're, we're, we're turning the corner. Vaccines are out. Billy, why hasn't the NWA been able to adjust like other companies have? Maybe even do wrestling matches outside. Uh, outside in areas, maybe even do kind of like a drive-through wrestling show, which I heard you know promotions have done. Why not a heck a, a, a Zoom something, something, something? Why, if you have an audience, if you have a studio audience, even if you can't pack that that TV studio to max capacity. <coughs> Why not have at least some people there? Something. Something. And, you know, they have a Patreon page. And uh, it was embarrassing. No one signed up. You know, you can't expect a relatively small amount of people signed up. You can't be asking for donations and Patreon and all this. Uh, if you're not trying to put forth an effort, then just try something. Try. I mean, James Storm, you 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 you, you were making him a household name, baby boy, baby boy, Mama Storm's baby boy. You don't want NWA to disappear again. And I worry that is what's happening in this pandemic because, um, I don't know, Billy Corrigan, who does he have to turn? You know, he had Lagana, which apparently is not there no more uh, due to, you know, some news back then. And, uh, you know, you worry. You worry that NWA, this pandemic, uh, was the was the knife uh, into NWA's heart. Sure, I'm sure hopefully it's not. And I wish that they would just you know try to do something to come back. Hold on for one second, guys. And we're back. We're back. (sighs) 
brings me over speaking to uh, another uh, little bit of news here that um that broke um that uh, I'm sure you guys have um have seen um regarding uh AEW and uh Sammy Guevara um I was that Sammy apparently has heat Sammy has heat apparently, um, and and Sammy Guevara kind of has uh, poked uh, poked fun at this in a, in one of his uh, recent um, uh, one of his recent uh, vlogs that he did, where he uh, kind of just poked fun of it, where he has so much heat that he jumped into a a big uh, pile of uh, snow apparently making fun of it as if um <laughs> as if um it never uh happened no such thing apparently you know and wh whatever you want to believe of the story and it gets a little convoluted it gets a little twisted it has a little little few little bumps and few little uh turns here along the way but uh, and this is a deal. The, uh, a, uh, Impact wanted uh, Sammy Guevara to go down there. And uh, Tony Khan was apparently uh, all for it. And um, he goes down there. And uh, I guess what, what's um, the initial pitch for Guevara, what he would be doing at Impact, he didn't like. Um and then it, uh, I guess Tony Khan kind of uh, struck it down like he didn't like it. Then there was a, uh, another original, uh, another pitch that Khan approved. And um, Guevara was sent down to uh, Impact, to the tapings. And he went there. and um, Or apparently he found out what he was doing. And he didn't want to do that. And uh, I guess he was texting uh, management and uh, he said you know what i don't want to do this i'm still in flight and then apparently they told him to just to turn back around that would be the better thing to do and not even show up and that's why apparently he has heat whether you believe it or you don't uh you know pretty much what, what it can, comes down to is he's not happy um with his character well, how his character was supposed to be portrayed. And then uh, what, what's more to it, apparently, um, it's come out in recent days, what Guevara's pitch was is that he wanted to um, win the, uh, the X Division Championship and um, just <laughs> take it to AEW and not defend it at all. That's what he wanted to do, or that's what his uh, apparent solution was to this whole problem, this whole little schmaze, uh that they had going on here. And um, <laughs> listen, so let's uh, let's just dissect, dissect the second part of that here. If in fact um, Sammy Guevara wanted just to win the the championship the X Division Championship, and just take it with him uh, to uh, AEW and uh, 
hold it hostage, uh, that would not be for, that would not be uh, what's best. That would be a horrible idea. Remember that Impact Wrestling uh, needs AEW, not AEW uh, needs Impact. So for Guevara to win that championship, first of all, just coming over. And because he shows up, he gets a title shot. To me, first of all, wouldn't make sense. It devalues the title. Hey, anyone that shows up could get a championship. Like So I was never a fan of like these... These guys that disappear for a long time or first make their appearance in the company for a long time, just um, based off of a name, would get a title shot right away. Now, does Guevara even have that type of a name to be getting a title shot right away? I don't, you know, no, I don't think so. So for him to get a title shot after never fighting a match in Impact Wrestling would just devalue the championship and not make it... uh, seem to mean anything and it would further along kind of go along that point by um after you if he were to win it not defending it you know you're treating the belt um as a prop more than an actual um more than an actual accomplishment now for the first part there of him uh, and Sammy Guevara kind of speaking up, not liking the direction of his character, where it's going. Um, you know, I, I could see it to a point. Um, I could see to a point what the uh, wrestler uh, means and why he did why why he did heck i mean this is your name this is your brand how your brand is portrayed um how your brand is portrayed uh is important it affects um what you will make what people see what people think of you Right, so this was uh, supposedly, you know, whatever they wanted him to do at Impact, he didn't want to do. Now, listen, has Guevara been along, uh, been around the business that long to be pulling him these types of moves? Potentially, you know, messing up a, a friendship between AEW and Impact Wrestling? No. Um, he's not that type of a guy that should be you know, doing that, pulling these type of power moves. But then again, if you look at it, again, you are a brand outside, uh, you know, because you are an independent contractor. If I'm not mistaken here, didn't Impact have someone, you know, get get sent into the third world or someone uh, get uh, presumably killed on Impact and made to disappear or... Or did someone's heart get ripped off, ripped out, if I'm not mistaken, and then we're supposed to have suspension of disbelief here? Was that not a storyline? I believe that was a storyline that probably um, had its way in um, 
uh, in impact, so it's probably made it circle. So I'm a so you know in in that case, I could see a Sammy Gravara being like, "Holy crap! Wait a minute, is this the guy? This is where the company where someone's heart was taken out of its body and and." Uh, weird stuff happening oh this is impact and they want me to do that okay then then i could see it but again we don't know <laughs> the the full story here so you gotta you know at least for for the first part here you gotta kind of um look at it um you have to have the whole picture and uh we we don't have um the whole picture in front of us moving on to um and again this news kind of uh made its round here and everyone was all up in arms and blah 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 it's the same type of video and where I say, kind of insert um, celebrity name here. Uh, Bad Bunny uh, is your new 24-7 heavyweight champion. He defeated, um, he defeated uh, Mr. R-Truth, rolled him up. So if you remember this this title, the twenty four seven championship has a big has a great lineage already. Heck, who do we have? We have Doug Flutie being the champion at one point here. Uh, we have um, uh, Mr. Rosenberg uh, being the the champion as well. Um, Couple of celebrities have had that title, unique lineage, twenty-four-seven championship. Now I've made many videos about this champion in art. Forget about Ric Flair. I mean, how many times has our truth held this? He is the actual record holder for most championships in it and over life, over his life. I probably venture to say with. Probably has won that championship and lost that championship at least 50 times at this point. If we look at the actual records, which I don't have in front of me. But, listen, Bad Bunny uh, being the champion. It's a good thing. Bad Bunny, there he was with the belt on SNL. Because he was guest hosting SNL. With the 24-7 championship belt. Bad Bunny, a guy that has millions of followers on um, YouTube. And I'm sure Facebook and Instagram. Remember, even though us old geezers have never heard of a Bad Bunny. Majority of us haven't. A guy like Bad Bunny uh, crosses over into another genre. Which... Helps open eyes and 
people that aren't fans, but are fans of Bad Bunny, might now want to peek at WWE because he was wearing that cool WWE championship. So really, this is what this belt has become. It's a way of getting, you know, um, free advertisement, you know, by carrying this belt around. And that's what it is. Uh, you know, you have, you know, the WWE is probably saying, okay, Bad Bunny, can you, can you do us a favor? We're going to give you this championship, but, you know, uh, when we give it to you, can you just carry it with you um, on stage when you're, um, you know, when you're hanging out with uh, Ricky Fallon or whoever you're hanging out with on national TV? Can you just show them the 24-7 championship, keep it on your lap? And yes, that is what Bad Bunny did. He brings exposure. So this is what this championship belt means. Exposure for WWE. Free advertisement. You know, I had hopes for this belt being like the new, like kind of, when they say falls count anywhere, rules anywhere. You know, I thought it was a, a, a nice, and I think back to the, uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, Briscoe when he, or Pat Patterson when he wins the Hardcore Championship, rolling up uh, a sleepy uh, champion, and the ref counts, and he goes, one, two, three, new champ, <laughs> with the Hardcore Championship. But, you know, it, it's, that's not what this belt is. It's turned into something else. Uh, I mean, it's a belt that's, Used for comedy, uh, father, and, and and we know that no one takes it seriously because you know you see instances where um, the the our uh, truth is being chased, and um, here come um, the guys that are chasing after him. You know your 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 Tazawas, your uh, you know uh, your the the other guy from. Uh, Heavy machinery chasing after him. This belt is looked upon comedy father, but it serves its purpose when it needs advertisement, and that's why this belt um, will will definitely be uh, you know sticking around. So you know, don't don't worry, uh, don't be so upset about Bad Bunny being your champion. This belt um, will change hands to R-Truth. That way he could be your 50th-something-else 50th champion, and it will be all gravy, all good in the hood. Oh, I see that we're approaching uh, 56 minutes here on uh, Anchor as far as the audio side here, the audio podcast version of it. Um, so this will conclude, um, as we'll wrap up here, audio version. Uh, but you guys on audio, you could always uh, check me out on uh, From the Bleachers uh, Sports Show, which is, you know, fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so as we bid you adieu, I'm going to gonna, um, kind of uh, jump into... Um, one more uh, kind of uh, t- well, I, ha- I want to get into two more things here that I 
kind of had on my mind. Um, Matt Cardona uh, versus uh, Matt Cardona now with uh, Impact uh, versus um, versus um, Brian Myers. I uh, already have this um, uh, this feud and. Um, they're feuding already, and Matt Cardona just came in. Brian Myers has been around for quite some time. I just don't see personally why this feud is happening right away. Um, this feud um, could, and it's kind of, it has potential, but I, I think they're just kind of uh, rushing it along and uh it really kind of it's hard to uh and again i know it's suspension of disbelief uh what is it suspension of belief suspension of the belief is probably the the right word uh to be using and um you know you have cardona you have um uh, you have Brian Myers there. They still have their podcast network um, YouTube channel thing going up. And, uh, you know, and, and they're very vocal, very out there on social media. They are a buddy-buddy. They collect action figures. So they're collecting action figures, doing a podcast together. And then the next minute we we tune in on Impact and they hate each other. I think uh, if we would have had some time, if this kind of did not just jump in right away and, you know, it kind of worked its uh, magic, then I think I would be a lot more into it. Uh, I can't get into it when the first thing, the first few that Cardona gets into is Brian Myers. And yet here they are doing podcasts and having a YouTube channel and um, collecting figures, going to uh, figure stores together. It just doesn't, um, just doesn't drive for me. The presentation, I think if you would have done this a little bit longer uh, down the line, you know, kind of built in a slow burn type of a story, then yeah, you know, I would be all um, for it. But right now, I'm just really not into it. Uh, Not into it at all. So we wrap up the audio side here of the podcast on Anchor, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see here. Put this in.